Amen. Are we still carrying the anointing over? Praise his holy name. Amen. I want to, before I, I share with us, um, I want to especially thank um, a team um, in church. They were especially wonderful. You know, in their delivery during camp meeting, you know, with so much passion they worked and um, delivered. Praise God, Amen. It's it was such they were such a blessing. They were such a blessing, such a blessing. Praise God. Please, I want us to give you a round of applause. A thank you round of applause to the digital team. The digital team, come on. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. They made, they did their best within the available resources. You know, made the online experience uh, of the outpour uh, a wonderful one. Praise God. Amen. I think this, this camp meeting has been the most uh, engaging online camp meeting real time, you know, since we've ever been having it. <laughs> Praise God. That people stayed on and on all throughout meetings. You know, and um, it was quite an experience. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, somebody watched it for some days, participated real time, you know, from outside of the country. You know, praise God. And the person sent me an offering. <laughs> I was like, Pastor, thank you. So, so I'm passing the thank you to you guys. <laughs> Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Okay. Um, we want to begin to look at something today. We want to go back to basics. As a pastor, it's if you have been long here, you know that we are not always far away from the basics. Praise the Lord. We keep saying, teaching the same things over and over again. And um, we have a lifetime. <laughs> so we are never in a hurry. Hallelujah. Because once we, like I always say, once we can grab a hold of the basics and run with it, okay, we will do so much. Look at what Priscilla and Aquila did. Uh, no, 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 not Priscilla and Aquila, Apollos. 
whom Paul met. Paul said he was mighty in the scriptures. Praise God. He was mighty in the scriptures. Yet he didn't know what Paul knew. <laughs> Paul said he had to put him aside to teach him. So which means that the little you know, you can do exploits with them. Praise God. So this morning we want to, maybe for the next two weeks, uh, we'll still continue what we are doing on Wednesdays. Praise God. Talking about uh, the leading of God through the inward witness. But we want to look at understanding redemption. Praise God. We want to look at understanding redemption. Understanding redemption. Revelations in chapter 5. Let's begin from there. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We submit ourselves to it this morning. We declare in Jesus' name that we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. The eyes of understanding are enlightened. Today, ignorance is dispelled in the name of Jesus. We walk in the liberty of our of the Holy Ghost that we have been given. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Revelation chapter 5. Those of us who are joining us online, you are also welcome. God bless you. Let's read verse um, 8 and 9. Or let's read verse 9 because of our time. It says, And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. So he says, the song that they sang was a new song. It's called the song of the redeemed. Praise the Lord. But we want to explore what this redemption means. Something for it to be able to stir up a new song in our hearts. It must be worthy of note. Hallelujah. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 103, 
Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals your diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. So, he redeemed your life from destruction. 106, verse 10. Oh, glory. From verse 7. Our fathers understood thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. So we see the Lord redeeming from the hand of the enemy. Redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who has redeemed us through the blood of Jesus and has made us kings and priests unto himself. Praise God. Let's read one more. Deuteronomy chapter 7. So reading this Scriptures in the Old Testament tells us that the, re, the word redemption is not alien to Old Testament saints. It's re, the word redemption is not, an, is not a New Testament word. Glory to God. Let's read verse 8. Deuteronomy 7, verse 8, to put it up. Because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he has sworn unto your fathers, has the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt. He redeemed you from out of the house of bondmen. He redeemed you from the hand of Pharaoh. First Corinthians 6 verse 19 and 20. Last scripture we read before we can explain some things. First Corinthians Hallelujah. It says, what? Tell your neighbor, say, what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? He's talking to the believer there. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? Are you saved here this morning? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. So he's talking to the redeemed. Not RCCG. The redeemed. <laughs> okay. It says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't you know it? That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Do you have the Living Bible translation? Let's let's see. Let's let's bring it up in the Living Bible translation. Verse 19 first. Haven't you yet learned that your body is the home? So the word temple there is home. What do you do in a home? A home is where you live. Praise God. Anywhere you live and you're comfortable there, that's a home. You know, some people have houses, they don't have homes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Haven't you yet learned that your body is the home of the Holy Spirit God gave you and that he lives within you? Your own body does not belong to you. Say to yourself, my body does not belong to me. Come on, say it again. My body does not belong to me. Even though it's an earthen vessel, it's a vessel still. Next verse. For God has bought you with a great price. So use every part of your body to give glory back to God because he owns it. So, your body or God has bought you with a great price. So, when, and he's talking about redemption there. Now, when we usually talk about redemption, we think about uh, an exchange. Isn't it? That's what usually comes to our mind. Praise God. I remember when the Coca-Cola, when we were much younger, the Coca-Cola and all these drink companies, you know, gave people, gave a lot of people diabetes in the process. You know, so you have to come and redeem your prices. So people are just drinking Coke <laughs> and drinking themselves into diabetes. <laughs> you know, just to go and claim 200 naira, 2,000 naira, you know, Big prizes. So every crown cock who are just speaking, you know, when you go to parties like this, <laughs> during the time of the promo, that is the crown cocks you'll be targeting. <laughs> but that you can see, you know. So when you, maybe they, they said, oh, they, you see a crown cock, underneath it there is a refrigerator there. What they will, they will tell you to do what? Go to the redemption center. Please switch off your phone, thank you. 
the redemption center to redeem. So that means you give them the, the, the crown cock and then they will give you your gifts or your prize. Praise the Lord. Because it's not a gift. You worked for it. How did you work for it? By searching. Praise God. Amen. So, we think in terms of exchange. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, he says that he redeemed us from the house of the bondman. Talking about the children of Israel. And that it was from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So when we think in the terms of exchange, if redemption is about exchange, it means there must be a third party. Amen. And the price is being a price is being paid for the redemption, deliverance, ransom money. That's common in Nigeria now. Right? Ransom money. Yesterday my, my, my heart went out when I read, read that a particular some students about 189 students a year after, you know, one, one school somewhere, I think somewhere in the north, that they still have not yet been uh, 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 rescued a year after. You know, very sad indeed. So, ransom money paid to a third party who has kept someone in bondage. And then when we read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, which now tells us that we were bought with a price, we think in that dimension. Glory to God. But I think the question we need to start investigating is if we were redeemed and according to Revelations 5 verse 9 we read, it said we were redeemed with what? With what? The blood of Jesus. Praise God. So, Colossians chapter 1 verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. We're going to analyze that. We said we have redemption. Let's just stop at that for now. We have redemption through his blood. And you and I know blood stands for life. Isn't it? So the price that was paid for the redemption of mankind, right, was the life of Jesus. Just follow me. It's the life. 
So the blood stands for the life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, so the question we now ask ourselves, who did he pay to? If there was a price paid, according to 1 Corinthians 6.20, Colossians 1.14, right? Ephesians 1.7. If the price was paid, who was it paid to? Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Let's go back to it again. Verse 8. Someone's, I heard someone say it was, the price was paid to God. Hallelujah. He redeemed you out of the house of bondmen. Because the Lord loved you. So why did he redeem us. He redeemed us because he loved us. Who loves us? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Now, if God is the lover, how come he is the one we are being, the price is being paid to? You say you love me. And the redemption was out of the house of bondage. So that will that mean that the person that loved me is the one that still puts me in bondage. That is now asking for a price to be paid to him. So that he can free me. <laughs> Are you following me somebody? Are you following me? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, <laughs> here comes the, there seems to be a little, like we say, Colobi, you know, the one that redeemed me can't be the one that put me in bondage, can't be the one that has to demand for a price. Glory to God. Glory to God. So then it means we need to rethink this redemption thing. Because the Lord, why did he, he, did he redeem us? Because the Lord loved us. The love of God is the motivation for his redemption. He has loved us with it everlasting or eternal love. He has loved us eternally. He, his love concerning us, his love for us never changes, never diminishes. He is faithful with his love. Even while we were yet sinners, for God commended his love towards us, isn't it? So that even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's ask ourselves then. If the Deuteronomy chapter 7, let's go back to it. Verse 8. He brought you out with a mighty hand. He brought you out with a mighty hand. And redeemed you. So, and there means that he's explaining the, the, the mighty hand with which he brought them. So, he brought you out with a mighty hand. Okay? And what does that mean? It means that he redeemed you out of the house of bondmen. From the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. What price was paid to the king of Egypt. If redemption is about price paid, if it's about ransom money, like in Nigeria, what was the price that was paid to the king of Egypt? From the story of Moses, no price was paid. Hallelujah. The king of Egypt was an enemy of the people. No price and God paid no price. He brought them out with a mighty hand. <laughs> he dealt with the root of, of Egypt. He upturned Egypt. Egypt has not recovered up till today. Egypt hasn't recovered up till today. Glory to God. Glory to God. He brought them out with a mighty hand. He redeemed. He ransomed. He rescued. He delivered his people whom he loved. So which means that redemption, the price paid for redemption was not an exchanger given to an enemy. The life of Jesus was not given to the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No. No, the life of Jesus was not given to. It was given for us. It was not given to us, to the devil. Listen. The devil can't fight with God. He's no match. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's no match. So the devil was not the one that was demanding for blood. Neither was it God. Glory to God. Glory to God. No, God was not, was not the one that demanded. Do you know? Praise God. In... In, in various religions, 
and um, idol worship. You see, they talk a lot about blood, isn't it? They deal a lot with blood. Praise God. And the reason why is because, the reason why is because life is in the blood. Blood represents life. So, and life is about value. Praise God. The highest, he said, scarcely can anyone die for someone else, for a good man. Glory to God. How many of you can die for somebody who is good? They, they want to, they, the, person, the person has been convicted, even though he's a good man. Praise the Lord. He said, oh, don't worry, I will take his place, you know. He's so good. We need him in this world. He's, he's gooder than me. <laughs> let me. Let me replace him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why won't you do that? Because you don't consider that life as valuable as yours. Valuable enough for you to give your own life for. Except you are forced. So, life represents value. So, when he says that the price has been paid, glory to God, glory to God, he's not saying that you were redeemed from the, from the house of bondage, from under the devil, praise God, by God paying the devil anything. We have established that it is not God that pays himself. Hello? God is not the God of thunder. That you have to appease him lest he strikes. Or the God of fertility. Ah, they've noticed that there has not been harvest, good harvest in the past five years. He said, the God of harvest is angry. So the chief priest of the God of harvest comes. Says, oh, it's because they have, they, I have consulted the oracle. And the oracle said that the God of fertility is angry. And so he's, because they have not been feeding him. Kilonjere. Ejelonjere. What is his food? He needs blood. He's thirsty for blood. And so they say, well, let's 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 sacrifice. Where do you think Solomon got that idea from? He sacrificed thousands. Think goats, was it sheep? 22,000. Israel must have been messy that day. <laughs> A thousand oxen, 22,000 sheep. 
several thousand goats in one ceremony. What was he trying to achieve? Hallelujah. Because in his mind, right, God is thirsty for blood in that sense. Let's, let, me, let me overdo it. See, is it not blood? Ah. Sacrifice on the altar. Put so much that it will be a sweet smelling savour in the nostrils of God. Doctors, do blood smell nice? <laughs> Hallelujah. Said not by the blood of animals or bulls. So, so actually, Jesus paying the price with his own blood was he coming down to the level of man. It was not him demanding. It was him walking on the mind of man that, hey, man, I mean, when blood is sacrificed, right? When the sacrifice of blood is made, that's the highest kind of sacrifice. That's the, it shows the value of what is being asked for. It shows the value of what is being redeemed. Hallelujah. It shows the value of what is being ransomed. Praise God. The price that you will pay for a... Uh, what's, what those um, things that look like gold, but they are not gold. Let's change. Jim, uh, G, GL. Uh -huh. This GL I was trying to remember. GL. And real 20, how many 20s now? 22 or 24? 22 carat. So if you see a 22 carat gold and a GL, right? It's only if you don't know that you can be 419 and pay, they will get you to pay the price of a 22 carat gold for a GL, but if you know real gold, right, you know that this one, right, if this, if they are asking for 15,000 for the GL, right, they will, they can ask for a 10, 10 times or 20 times or a hundred times more. And if you know, praise God, if you know, you know, you will be ready, and if you have the money, you'll be ready to buy that one. I'd read the story of a young man who, his father, he had a pebble. And the father, he said, I want to sell this pebble. The father said, you know what? To know the value of this pebble, go to the market. Fine, ask, how much will they pay for it? And he went to the market. Then he said, oh, I'll pay you $2 for it. And then he went back to the father. The father said, don't buy it. Don't sell it yet. Okay, take it to an ornament seller. 
And uh, the I went to the ornament seller. And the ornament seller said, mm, ah, I like this. Okay, I'll pay you $20 for it. The guy was excited. $20 for this thing. He ran back to his father. The father said, okay, don't sell it yet. Okay, take it to a, uh, a curator. Right? Uh, all these... Uh, and archaeologists and this and take it there. And he said, he said, that one said, ah, where did you get this in there? Okay, I'll pay you $200 for it. He was, he was like, ah, this is that I'm so free. Ah, he went back to his father. The father said, he said, ah, somebody wants to pay $200 for it. He said, don't sell it yet. Now I told him to take it to another person, you know, maybe an antique seller or something, or, or a museum or something. And also, so where did you get this? I'm ready to pay two thousand. The guy was super excited. The same. <laughs> Hallelujah. Prices were increasing based on the value that each of those people placed on it. So price is a function of perceived value. Hallelujah. So, to redeem man, the Bible says that Jesus redeemed us by his own blood. Redemption, therefore, is a function, what is prayed, or rather, is the value that is placed on that which is being redeemed. It is not the value, the price demanded. It is the value placed by the person who wants to pay the price. Back to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 8. Are you following me somebody? So when you think redemption, don't just think, ah... He redeemed me from the devil. No. Glory to God. Because the Lord loved you. So, you are so beloved of God. Glory to God. He redeemed you from destruction by placing at the highest value that, uh, that by paying the highest price that can ever the, be paid which is the life of God himself. That is how valuable you are to him. <laughs> That's how valuable you are to him. So what is your value? What is your worth? Your worth is the life of God himself. Are you following me? Your worth, your value, how precious you are to him. Right? Is demo was demonstrated by the way he redeemed you, he bought you. So when he said he bought you, it was not that he paid the price to somebody. He bought you means uh, that he redeemed you or he placed so much value 
on you that uh, you became so priceless, uh, he wanted to own you. So, owning you is not putting you in bondage. Owning you is that you may show forth the excellence of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. He, he owns you to showcase you. This uh, I could give the whole world for this person. <laughs> Glory to God. So that's why he says, if he did not spare his son, Glory to God. If he did not spare his son, how much more? He said, he said if, if he could save us by his death, how much more will he keep us by his life? That's why the Bible says, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They won't. If they knew that that was the game God was trying to play. <laughs> glory to God. He said, uh, the psalmist said, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you do what? What do you do? You visit him. Glory to God. He said, you have crowned him with glory and with honor. So God loving you, praise God, is God pouring honor upon you. So redemption brought you into a place of honor. You and I are in a place of honor. He said, that's why he said, he said that's why he said, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are his. You don't belong to yourself. The, the highest price that can ever be paid in the universe. Come on, Hebrews chapter 9. Glory to God. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to God. Brother Sustomandre Distapahai. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Verse 11. But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this physical building, neither by the blood of bulls and goats, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. That is by his own life. Glory to God. Because blood stands for life, isn't it? By his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained what? Eternal redemption for us. So the redemption you have is what is eternal. Come on. The redemption you have is what is eternal. 
Come on, now let me come here again and say the, the redemption that you have is what? Is eternal. What is eternal? It is everlasting. What is everlasting? It is forever. What is forever? It is unending. What is for unending? It cannot be cut short. It cannot be stopped. It does not have an end. It does not have an end. It can never end. That is how valuable that you and I are to him. That's the value. That's the price that was paid. That was what was paid for. Not one that you do year by year. Are you listening to me, somebody? Not one that you do year by year. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Man's thinking is about value. And so God came down to the level of man and to show man, I value you. This is the value that, see, it's not, oh, glory to God. Glory to God. In the old covenant, men did things. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Glory to God. Cambre hit redish to pyre. Thank you, Lord. He said, verse 7, talking about Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and, tear, and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was hard in that, it was, in that he feared, though he were his son, lent he obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto them that obey him. What, what is obedience in the New Testament? Faith. Those that believe in him. So those that obey him are those that believe in him. This is a new commandment that you believe in the Son, in the name of the Son. Hallelujah. Look, so, so he became the author of eternal salvation to all those that obey him. That's who he is. Amen. Not with the blood of animals. He came down to your level. Because when you think about a thing, you think value. Glory to God. Even those of us who are the earthly parents, right? They may have five children, but they will tell you that ah, they value some children more than some others. Why? Because of the performances of the children in relation to them. Because of the benefits that, are, that the children give to them. Perceived benefits. Hallelujah. 
But the Bible tells us, beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. If you are heirs, then you are joint heirs. With who? With Christ. The same righteousness that Jesus has, he bestowed upon us. The same value. Are you listening to me, somebody? Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are on the same path. You know, that it looks like it's so hard to get, to, to, under, to comprehend. We are on the same level in terms of sonship with Jesus Christ. That's what that redemption brought. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I'm redeemed. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. I'm redeemed. I've been bought with a price. I have, I am of inestimable value before God. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are what? In Christ Jesus. What's your worth before the Father? One says, well, you know, this man of God has more value before God than me. That's not true. Glory to God. We are still thinking in terms of men. We are still thinking in terms of performance. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are still thinking in terms of performance. That's the reason why some people will say, Oh, Lord, Lord let the God of so, 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 and so. In this new, in this new testament, in this, in this dispensation, you will go and you will say, Oh God, the God of uh, prophet, somebody that died how many years ago? Who probably may not even have the knowledge that you have now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you know in this age there are people who are still quoting the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When Abraham looked to the day that you are in, he looked from afar, he saw it, and he did what? And he rejoiced. That day that he rejoiced over, you are in it. And you are still shouting the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are in it. Glory to God. This is the day of, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. You are in it. The Bible says that that day without us will not be made complete. It was after we came, onto the, came on the scene, the saints of old were able to, 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 they were able to partake, right? Not as a promise, but as a reality. The things that were promised to them. 
Redemption is not a promise to you any longer. Are you listening to me? The only one that we are waiting for is the redemption of our body. We are going to talk about that. The redemption of our body because this mortality must put up immortality and death will be swallowed up. Oh, in victory. Hallelujah. That's what we are waiting for. That's what we are. We are not striving to be redeemed on the last day. We have been handed. He said, He gave us eternal redemption. Having obtained it, listen, he didn't obtain. Oh, brother Bagadash Tapaya, listen, he, listen, put hold this. Jesus did not obtain it so that we can. We can strive to get it from him. He obtained it and stretched forth your hand and has given it to us. You are not trying to strive to get a redemption on the last day. I know my redeemer liveth. Oh, he said, he will redeem me on the last day. No, he has already redeemed us. We are just waiting for a transportation. Hallelujah. For the, for, for the redemption of this body. Because if the redemption of this body took place immediately, you got born again. You will no longer fit into this earth. You won't fit onto this earth. Did Jesus fit here? After his, after his body was changed, what happened? He had to go. Glory to God. He said, oh, I wish I lived in Jesus' day. Eh? The, reason, he said, the, re, the reason why Jesus Christ disappeared after the, after the Luke 24 experience, right? After he taught them for 50 days, right? What did he do? The Bible tells us uh, that on the way to Emmaus, uh, when he began to expound to them, uh, beginning at Moses, uh, he went through the, the, the prophets, uh, he went through the Psalms, uh, and he expounded the them, to them the things concerning himself. Uh, and then uh, when uh, they got to a place, uh, they said, wait, uh, don't go. And he broke bread. And the Bible said their eyes were opened. Uh, and immediately their eyes were opened. What happened? Jesus vanished. Why? Because revelation knowledge had come. Revelation knowledge had come that he is not, he is not going to be with them forever. He is not going to be in you. So he didn't have to stay physically. <laughs> That's how valuable you are to him. Glory to God. Come on, say, I'm valuable to him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the value that you have placed on me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the value that you have placed on me. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Stand to your feet, everybody. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, for the value that you have placed on me. Men may not say I'm valuable. Men may not say I'm valuable enough for them. Oh, I'm not here. It's not about men, but it's about what you have. The value that you have placed on me is the value of your own life. That is the price that was paid. How valuable am I? Ah, hallelujah. If you can estimate the value of the life 
of God himself. Uh, that is the value that is uh, upon my head. Uh, I'm not ordinary. Uh, glory to God. Uh, my name may not be known anywhere, uh, but heaven knows my name uh, because I'm a citizen of heaven. Uh, I belong to him. Uh, I'm a child above only. Uh, the Bible says uh, that he raised me up. Uh, oh, uh, oh, that was uh, under the dominion of darkness. Uh, he has raised me up uh, and has made me uh, to sit together uh, with him uh, in the heavenly places, uh, having obtained uh, eternal redemption. Uh, I'm no longer under bondage. Uh, I'm no longer under the bondman. Uh, I'm not under the slavery of sin. Uh, I'm no longer under the slavery of the devil. Uh, oh, uh, who delivered us uh, from the dominion of darkness uh, and translated us uh, into the kingdom of his dear son. Uh, am I worth it? He said I'm worth it. Uh, and so I am worth it. Uh, it's not about how much I think I am worth. Uh, oh, it's not about my estimate about myself. Uh, it's God's estimation of me uh, that matters the most. Uh, oh, how much does God estimate you? Uh, oh, the prize uh, 